This message is brought to you by Living Faith Church. You can find us on the web at livingbyfaith.com. Well, good evening. Welcome to Soul, the School of Word and Worship. For those on, that don't know me, my name is Kevin. I've been here at Living Faith be three years. Um, actually, I'm sorry. My wife and I started coming here in November of 2018. So it'll be four years this November. And living faith has been given to us. We're blessed to be here. So as I was thinking about tonight, uh, as far as what I want to share, I was thinking about one thing before I get into the message. God doesn't want us to be anywhere that we're unprepared. God doesn't want us to be anywhere that we're unprepared. Everything we need, everything that we desire, everything we want is is in that one name, Jesus. But just like I mentioned earlier, are we making ourselves available to him, to hear from him? Spend time in his presence. So Holy Spirit, I just thank you for tonight. I thank you for this this word that you've given me to your people. I thank you for this life altering, life changing message that you have for them. I thank you that they have ears to hear what the Spirit of God would say to them. They came to hear you, not me. And I thank you that whatever they came to receive, that you meet them. Thank you for the encounters that's already taken place. And Holy Spirit, we just bless you for this night. We thank you for what you're doing and what you've already done. We give you all the praise. Thank you, Lord. So if you have your Bible, I'm going to come out of Psalms 46. And in Psalms 46, this psalm is written by the sons of Korah. And Korah is the the cousin of, of Moses. And I like this psalm, and they'll put the, the scriptures on the screen, and I'll read verses 1 through 11, and I'll come back with one key verse what the Holy Spirit has given me for tonight. First one, it reads, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed. And though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling, there is a river whose stream shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. 
God shall help her just at the break of dawn. The nations raged, the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice, the earth melted. Verse 7. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come, behold the works of the Lord, who has made desolations in the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two. He burns the chariot in fire. Verse 10, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Verse 11, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. So the title of my message tonight, what the Holy Spirit gave me is be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. In verse 10, in other words, it's, it means to cease and desist. It is I, God, who will be exalted in victory. You do not have a chance of winning. So we should interpret this verse 10 as to snap out of it. Wake up. Stop fearing. Acknowledge who your God is. Be in awe. So I'm going to break these two words down. I'm going to break down be still, and I'm going to break down no. So I'm going to cover be still, and then I'm going to cover no. So first word is be still. The Hebrew word for, the, for be still is rafa. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so rafa, which means to be weak. Hey. Oh, rafa. Rafa is strong. He's strong. He's strong. <laughs> so that word means to, to be weak, to let go, to release, to hang limp, to sink down, become feeble. So essentially it means complete surrender, complete surrender. It also means to cease striving, to stop, to relax, to be still, cease, stop, relax. What are you facing today? What are you going through? What is, what is hindering your walk? He's saying, be still, cease, whatever it is, stop, relax. He's got you covered. He's got you covered. Whatever it is, just be still. Sit in his presence. Soak in him. Whatever is worn in your minds, in your body, just give it over to him. Trust and obey. Whatever he's telling you, whatever you're facing, he's bigger than that situation. He's bigger than that problem. He's for you. He's for you. That at be still is the same word as used in Mark chapter 4, 39. And I'll put that up on the screen and it says, actually I'm going to read it from my Bible. Mark 4, 39. 
bist er. So this is Jesus when he was in the boat that's going to the other side. In verse 39, it says, Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. We have that same authority. We have the same authority to speak to mountains to speak to storms, to speak to situations, to speak to our finances, to speak to whatever situation we face. We have the same authority. We have the same authority dwelling in us. Faith can move mountains, but mountains cannot move without faith. Be still. Jesus was in the bottom of the boat. The disciples were up top. They were fretting. They were worried about the waves hitting the boat. But Jesus was resting. He was relaxed. That's how we should be when storms come, situations come. Ecclesiastes says that to everything there is a season. But one thing about seasons, they do not last. It cannot last. It's a season. We're going to face season. The Bible says that we will face tribulations, but be of good cheer. Be of good cheer as you're going through that that season. Because you know you're coming out on the other side. Jesus told the disciples, we're going to the other side. He didn't say we might go to the other side. He said we are going to the other side. So regardless of what they faced, they were still going. They might have hit a little turbulence, but they were still going to the other side. Be still. Don't fret. Cross-reference to be still is, I got this from the Blue Letter Bible. I like the Blue Letter Bible. It's uh, Habakkuk 2.20. <clears throat> I'm just going to read it up here. It says, but the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silent before him. Keep silent. Sometimes we just have to just be quiet. Sometimes in my prayer time, some days I'll listen to a little worship music in the background. Sometimes I will not. Sometimes I'll, I'll pray out and sometimes I will not. Sometimes I'll just sit quiet. Holy Spirit, what do you have to say to me? What do you want me to do? And then I'll just listen. We don't do a lot of Listening. We run in with our problems, we dump it on him, and then we run out. But do we actually take time and sit? Holy Spirit, what do you want to say? What do you want to do? I'm facing this situation. I don't know how to how to handle it at work. I got an unruly boss, and my coworkers are driving me crazy. But Holy Spirit, what am I supposed to do in this situation? I'm leaning on you. You said to acknowledge you in all my ways, for you will direct my path. What do you want me to do in this situation, Holy Spirit? How am I supposed to handle this situation? How do I go forward? We're giving our situation, our problems, our worries, our anxieties, and then we, but do we sit and listen for his response? Or are we in a hurry 
to dump everything on his shoulders and then run out. Are we being still? I remember in 2016 when I was in the military, when I was going to, uh, I'm sorry, in 2019 when I retired, sorry, when I retired, I was looking for a job. So I retired on November the 30th. So after November the 30th, there was no more income coming in. And so I had to find a job. And I was on terminal leave from August till November 30th. And so I was looking for a job. I had been looking for a job and applying to different places. I wasn't getting any hits. I wasn't, nobody, you know, I had a couple of interviews, um, but it, it just didn't feel right. I just kept applying. I kept applying. I was getting seed in the ground. I'm like, Lord, I'm putting seed in the ground. I'm, I'm seeking, but I'm not finding. What am I supposed to do? The clock is ticking. It's coming. November 30th. And on November the 7th, my wife's birthday, a guy walks in my wife's office and he sees my picture on her desk. And he was a former Marine. And he said, uh, what's your husband do? And she began to tell him what I, what I did and stuff. And she said, he's currently looking for a job. And he said, um, give him my information and have him call me. And so I sent him my resume. And not even a week later, I got an interview. Well, no, I didn't even get an interview. I got a call from the hiring manager. And I started that following Monday. But I stopped fretting. I stopped worrying. I sat still. Holy Spirit, I've done everything I know to do. And what I don't know what to do, I'm trusting you in this situation. Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do about this situation? You have to, you have to take the will. You have to take control. I've done everything I know to do in the natural. And so I'm leaning on you. I'm depending on you. And I got the job. I stopped worrying. I sat before him. I was quiet. I was still. So my question to you is, how are you practicing the presence of God? How are you practicing the presence of God? That's something you just ponder over. How are you practicing the presence of God? What does it look like to you? I wrote this down. The quieter you become, the more you can hear. The quieter you become, the more you can hear. And that's so true. If you just sit and ponder and just listen. He's always speaking. I just listen. He's always speaking. Now we'll cover the no part. Again, we're talking about be still and know that I am God. So the no, the Hebrew word is yada, Y-A-D-A, which means to have intimate knowledge, to be made known, be or become known, be revealed, to make oneself known, to be perceived, to be instructed, 
Acknowledge, be in awe of. To know. To know him. To know him. Do you know him intimately? Cross-reference for this verse is to know is um, Psalm 83, 18. Psalm 83, 18. And it says, that they may know that you, whose name alone is the Lord, are the most high over all the earth, that they may know that you are. Do you know that he is whatever you need? Whatever you need, do you know that? Do you know that? Psalm 103 says, Know that the Lord, he is good. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Know that the Lord, he is good. He's good, church. To know him. To know him. I remember I was, um, one Sunday, um, we was praying for individuals. And a lady came up to me, and um, I had a procedure done, and she was going to have that same procedure done. And she asked me to pray for her. She was a little anxious and nervous about having this procedure done. Remember, I'm talking about to know. So... Before I pray for anybody, I always ask ask the Holy Spirit, get direction, get guidance. Because I don't want people to hear me, I want them to hear him. So as um, she's telling me all of this, and and, uh, I heard a word for her. And I gave her that word. And a couple of weeks later, she had the surgery. And after a month or so, I saw her in the service. And she came up to me, she began to tell me about the surgery and everything went well. And she was standing on that word that the Holy Spirit had gave her. But it's because I have to know, I have to know that it's, it's him speaking to me. Just like my sister here gave that testimony. She had to know, she had a witness, she knew. Do we know him intimately like that, intimately like that? To know him, know his voice. Knowing he says move. Knowing he says go left, go right. Knowing he says don't go there. Or don't do that. Or don't get in that relationship. Do we know him intimately like that? Remember another time in service? I was walking by and the Holy Spirit gave me a word for somebody. And I told that person, I said, the Holy Spirit wants me to tell you, do not worry. But I didn't know this until a week later when she came back to uh, church. 
I said, the Holy Spirit said, do not worry. And she told me this. The week later, she said, uh, when you gave me that word, I, didn't, I wasn't worried about anything. But she said, a couple of days later, I went for a checkup. And she said, on that checkup, there were some things that came back that was pretty severe. But she was standing on that word, do not worry. At first she didn't know that up front, but then a couple of days later, she knew. He will always let you know things in advance, but you have to have that relationship with him. The Bible says we have an unction from the Holy One and we know all things. But how much are we spending in his presence How much are we spending in the Word? How much time are we spending seeking Him? It's like that song we played at the beginning, the more I seek you, the more I'll find you. He said if if we draw near to Him, He'll draw near to us. So my question to you is, why do you follow Jesus? Why do you follow Jesus? Only you can answer that. I wrote down here, to grow yourself, you must know yourself. To grow yourself, you must know yourself. When I go in prayer, spend time with the Lord, I try to leave my devices out or turn them off because I don't want to be distracted because I know once it rings or vibrates or whatever, I'm tend to go over to it, pick it up, and ah. But I have to, I know myself. Leave it out. Another thing I wrote down here, if you never try, you will never know. If you never try, you will never know. If you never practice being still, being quiet, meditating, you'll never know. Practice that. Practice it. Is it making sense? It's pretty quiet in here. Being still. I like that. I like that. Being still. I like that. Be still and know that I am God. So I just want to encourage you with that. Be still and know. Whatever it is you're facing, just be still and know that he's God. He's for you, not against you. You don't face it alone. Remember Jehoshaphat? He set himself to pray. Several armies coming up against him and his people, but he trusted God. He called to fast. He trusted. The Lord said, you do not need to fight in this battle. The battle is the Lord's. So whatever you're facing, it's the Lord's. Give it to him. Taking time out of our day to meditate on scripture and be silent with listening ears towards God. Let's take time out of our day. Let's meditate on word.
Let's read Psalm 119, 15. 119.15 Psalm. It says, I will meditate on your precepts and contemplate your ways. Meditate. Meditate on the word. What, is, what does it mean to meditate? So for me, when I meditate on a, on a scripture, let's just say, um, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I tell my daughter that every time she's getting ready to do an event, she's running track, gymnastics. It's like, before you do it, say that. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And say, so if I'm meditating on that, I'm thinking, okay, Lord, this is not my strength. This is your strength. This is not my ability. This is your ability. I'm pondering that. I'm thinking about that. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Lord, this is your strength. This is your might. This is your power. This is not, not my might, not my strength. But you're, you're helping me. You're strengthening me to do whatever it is that I'm going to face, whatever it is I'm going to do. You're giving me that strength that I need to face whatever situation I'm facing. I'm meditating on that scripture. I'm meditating on that word. Joshua 1.8. It says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Now, we're no longer under the law. In Luke 16, 16, Jesus came, he fulfilled that for us. But meditate on the word. And as you meditate on it, he said you will have good success. Have you done that? Meditate on it. Meditate on the word. What is the Holy Spirit speaking to you? What scripture are you standing on? What scripture are you meditating on? What rhema word are you, you meditating on? What has he given you? Let's look at Luke five sixteen. So he himself often withdrew, and this is Jesus, into the wilderness and prayed. So he often withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed. Sometimes we just have to drop everything we're doing. And just withdraw and go to a quiet place. Whatever your quiet place is, go there, go there and just be still. Don't even have to say anything. Just go and just sit. Be still and just listen. Just listen. 
Holy Spirit, I'm here. Whatever it is you had to say. Remember the story of Samuel and Eli? When Samuel kept hearing God's voice, and he would wake up and run in there to Eli, did you call me? And he'll go back and lay down. And he'll come back, did you call me? And he'll go back and lay down, he did it three times. He said, did you call me? The second time he said, next time you hear the voice, say, speak for your servant hears. Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. As we're being still, as we're meditating, say, Lord, I'm here. Speak for your servant here. I'm listening. What do you want to say to me? Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. So my last scripture is Luke 10, 38. Familiar passage. And this is Mary and Martha. And I'm going to read verses 38 through 42. And it reads, Now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. Sometimes sitting still is the best move you can make. Sometimes sitting still is the best move we can make. It says that Martha was worried about many things. She was troubled. She wasn't still. She was busy doing a lot of things. She was carrying things that she wasn't supposed to carry. But it says that Mary chose that good thing. She sat at his feet. And this is us right here. We're carrying weight that we're not supposed to carry. We're carrying things that we're not, we weren't meant to carry. Scripture says that to cast that care over on him, for he cares for us. But what we're carrying here, we're carrying unbelief. 
Lord, are you going to do this for me? Is, is this situation going to work out at work? Is, this, is my marriage going to work out? There's unbelief that we're carrying. We're impatient. We're impatient about situations. We're impatient about circumstances. We're impatient about the next move in our career. We're impatient about is, is the, the situation going to work out for our good? We're impatient. We're carrying weight that we shouldn't, we're not meant to carry. We're not sitting at Jesus' feet and listening. Lord, what do you want to do about this situation? How am I supposed to handle this situation? Are we being still? Do we know? We're troubled. We're troubled about situations. We're carrying these things that we're not meant to carry. He said to cast it over on his shoulder for he cares for us. We're going to face trials. We're going to face tribulations, but be of good cheer. What about this one, our future? What does our future look like? Who am I going to marry? What about my job? What about my career? Concerned about our future, our next move. We're carrying that. We're carrying that. We're not meant to carry that. What about our finances? What about our finances? I got these bills to pay or there's not enough resources coming in. We're carrying that. How am I going to pay this mortgage? How am I going to pay this rent? How am I going to put gas in my car? We're carrying it. We're carrying it. What about this one? Unforgiveness. Carrying unforgiveness. This is something I had to deal with years and years and years ago. Unforgiveness. I think I've shared it before. Um, I had an unforgiveness towards my dad. Just how I was raised, just things that I witnessed, how my mom was treated. My mom told me one day, she said, if I can forgive your father, so can you. But I was walking around with unforgiveness. I was carrying it. I wasn't meant to carry it. Two more. What about doubt? What about doubt? We doubt if this is going to work out or is this going to pan out? Is this going to work out in our favor? Instead of just trusting and believing in him, being still, knowing that he is God. The Bible says that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. It all belongs to him. Are we trusting him with it? Are we trusting him with our situation, our circumstances? Are we trusting him? Last one. What about this? Fear. What about fear? These are things that we're not meant to carry. That's just only a few. There could be many more. I'm not sure where you're at. I'm not sure what you're facing. I'm not sure what you're, you're dealing with. But I come to tell you tonight and encourage you to be still and know that he is God. 
that whatever it is, be like Mary and sit at his feet. Jesus says she's chosen this, the good thing. She sat at his feet. She wasn't concerned about the cares of life. She wasn't concerned about what was going on around her. But she was at his feet. She was still. So be still and know that he's God. He's for you. He loves you, church. He loves you. So there's two things I want you to take away from this besides be still and know that he is God. So as you become silent, there's two things I want you to, I encourage you to do. This is the School of Word and Worship, so I know some of the staff likes giving homework. The first thing I encourage you to do is, what I mentioned earlier, is remove external distractions. Remove external distractions. Life can be so fast-paced, overwhelmed, so busy. Whatever those external factors are, remove them from Remove them. Whatever it is, remove them. Find a specific, specific time, solitude to get away and hear. What is the Holy Spirit speaking to you? What is, what is he saying to you? And then the second thing is Silence internal distractions. Silence internal distractions. Banish all the thoughts that are are within. If something needs to be taken care of, take care of it later. I can be in prayer sometimes and all of a sudden I'll think about something. Oh, I need to go take care of that. Or I need to go do this. But those are distractions. Remove those. So that's your homework. Those two things. Remove external distractions. Then the second one is silent internal distractions. And remember, you don't choose what you go through but you can choose how you go through it. You don't choose what you go through, but you can choose how you go through it. And so I just want to encourage you tonight. Be still and know that he is God. Whatever it is you're facing, whatever situation, circumstance you're dealing with, Trust him. Meditate on the scripture. Meditate on whatever word he's given you. 
Silence those internal, external distractions. And sit at his feet. Be like Mary. Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do? Holy Spirit, how do I handle this situation? And just wait, and he'll speak to you. He knows your heart. No matter what you've done, what you faced, or how your day was that day, he's for you. So whatever it is, trust him. Trust him. So Holy Spirit, I just thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for who you are, Holy Spirit. The Bible says that you are our helper, that you are a comforter, that you are strength, whatever we need. You help us, that we don't have to face situations, circumstances alone. But we can go to you. The Bible says to to come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain favor and help in the time of need. So Holy Spirit, we just come to you. Whatever it is that we're facing, whatever we're going through, we sit at Jesus' feet. We take it off our shoulders and we put it on his shoulders. And we're trusting you with it because we weren't meant to carry what you've already bore for us. You said in your word that it is finished. That whatever we face is finished. We go through seasons, we go through tribulations, but we are of good cheer because our eyes are upon you. Scripture tells us to set our minds on things above and not on things of this earth. And so our mind is on you, our heart is on you. We're resting in you. So I thank you, Holy Spirit, as we depart from here, that you continue to marinate this word in every heart as they're driving home, as they're laying in their bed. Speak to them, Holy Spirit. As they're in their quiet place, as they're in their solitude place, they're meditating on scripture, they're meditating on the word. Thank you for speaking to every heart. You said if we draw near to you, that you'll draw near to us. And it's a promise. I thank you for your faithfulness to your word, that you are a man of your word. And we can stand on that, knowing that your word is true. And Holy Spirit, I just thank you that we will be still and know that you are God, that you're fighting our every battle. And all we have to do is fight the good fight of faith. And I thank you for the rest of this week until we meet again that you said you'll bless our going in and you'll bless our coming out. And I thank you that everyone that's here and that everyone that's here in this recording, I call them the head and not the tail. I say they are above and not beneath. I think that whatever their hands touch, it prospers in the name of Jesus.
I thank you for open doors that no man can shut. I thank you for increase in every household because you are faithful to your word. I thank you for a hunger in the people. I thank you that you said if we hunger and thirst for righteousness, then we shall be filled. I thank you that we leave here in victory. We leave here in peace. We leave here knowing that you are for us and not against us. We bless you. And I thank you for every household right here in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for moving. Thank you for speaking to your people. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Just sense of stillness, just a total peace. Just resting.